Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to another edition of the Tough Skin, Soft Heart Podcast, your source for mm-mm, good food for your soul. This is your inspirational granola bar, your encouragement protein shake. This is one of your places that you get to go and to just be, whether it's in the cool of your day or the cool down of your day. I hope that this podcast is a space of respite, a source of strength, and a place where you're reminded that a merry heart does good like a medicine. As always, I am sitting around my dining room table, imagining that there was space for all of us to gather and to fellowship and to commune and to laugh and just be. And I hope that as you listen to this podcast that you know that I hold each of you close in my head and my heart because whenever you lead, people flourish. I know that when you lead and you love and you serve, that you make a difference. And so I really am invested in making sure that you are well from the inside out. And it's with this in mind, that today's podcast emerges. I am so thankful for the feedback from all of you sharing what you love about the podcast and ways we can improve in serving you, but also giving us topic ideas because that's one of the the best ways that we can better serve you is knowing exactly what you like to talk about. And so one of our faithful listeners who actually is a leader that I know and admire sent a message saying that she was feeling like the lonely champion. And I am actually going to share a bit of her comment with you to frame what we'll talk about today. So she says, Shan, I want you to talk about how to stay strong and not get discouraged when you feel like you are out here alone. As leaders, we cheer for so many and support so many. But when we reach out for a cheerleader, we often experience crickets and excuses. Or we are looked at with confusion because we are asking for support. And so I called this episode The Lonely Champion because I think there's no one that has ever used their life or laid down their life to lead, serve, or love anybody else that hasn't gone through a season or an experience where you felt like the lonely champion. And I know when I first started this podcast, I knew that the folks that would listen to this podcast would be people that often are what I like to call load-bearing walls in the lives of others. Now, we all understand load-bearing walls. You know, when they do redesigns of homes or buildings, one of the first things that they do is to locate the load-bearing wall. And everyone knows you can knock down everything else, but don't you knock down a load-bearing wall because they are so critical to the foundational structure of a thing. And so I know that for many of us, and I say us, that we are load-bearing walls at home. We are load-bearing walls in our extended families. We're load-bearing walls in our marketplaces and in our communities. So where does the wall go when the wall feels shaky? And where does the wall go when the wall gets hurt by the people it upholds? So this is a real conversation. So as I started to think about all of the seasons where I have felt that way, where you maybe feel taken for granted, where you feel overlooked, where your emotional needs get dismissed, or where people forget you're human too. Like, I'm not superhuman just because I can show up as a firefighter and a fire preventer and a fire starter. If anything, that makes you more human. But when you're really good at doing those things, people think that you always have the answer, that you always have it figured out, that you know how to leap buildings in a single bound. And so they forget that you're human sometimes. And so here's a few things that inspire me and help me. And I hope not just for the leader that shared this as a topic, but to all of us that this is a source of encouragement and inspiration. So here's the thing I kept thinking, tweak, don't toss. 
often as leaders, when we have those vulnerable moments where we do need support and we reach out for it and we don't get it or we don't get it like we need it, for many of us, we're like, throw up our hands, forget it. I'm not asking nobody else for nothing. I'll do it all in my own strength. I'll figure it out on my own. If we're not careful, it'll ignite this kind of lone ranger approach to leadership and living our lives that we know we can't do, that we all need community. And so what I have learned, though, is that sometimes we're doing the bus stop in the wrong direction. Now, many of you know I'm a beloved daughter of the city of Detroit. And so I went to high school at Martin Luther King Jr. Senior High School. Shout out to all fellow crusaders who tune into the podcast. And so I took the bus all of my high school years. And I remember that there is so anyone that has ever taken the bus, you know that you stand at the curb and you tilt your head and you look in the direction that the bus is supposed to come from. So for me, I took the Lafayette Van Dyke bus and I would get out of school, stand in front of our school, and I would always do the bus stop in that one direction. And like clockwork, the bus would pass us every single day. And all 150 of us that we used to wait at that bus stop were grown and we would have to wait often until like four o'clock to get on the bus. But then one day I wisened up. I said, I'm going to walk up three exits. I'm not going to stand at the bus stop in front of my school. I'm going to walk up three exits, which was the equivalent of one mile. And I'm going to get on the bus there. So like about five friends of mine, we started walking up three exits and we would get on this, the same bus that used to pass us. We could get on that bus and we would pass our friends that were still waiting at school and we would get home by four instead of getting on the bus at four. What I learned was that particular bus driver was not a fan of having 150 teenagers on his bus. But any students that were willing to walk up three exits, we would actually be joining the bus with an elder swim class that was getting out of Mayor Coleman Young's athletic community center. And so he would pick us up because we were standing with elders and he would take us on home. The moral of that story is sometimes you have to change up who your tribe is. Sometimes you have to do the bus stop in a different direction. Every business owner, every leader will tell you that sometimes who you thought would cheer for you are the people that are the most quiet about you. Sometimes the folks that you just knew would be in your corner as you launched a new idea or as you went through a difficult space, the same people that you've loaned money to or you've been bridge over troubled water, when you hit troubled water, they are neither bridge nor raft nor present. And <laughs> that's just real. And so if we're not careful, we'll let the response of a few small folks make us feel like there's nobody rooting for you. But I promise you, there are people that are rooting for you, that want to see you win, that love you. They just might not be the people that you initially thought. You might have to make some moves to tweak, to do the bus stop in a different direction. And you will discover that you have a cloud of witnesses. You have support, but you have to build it differently. Here's something else that I've learned. Folks that are low-bearing walls, rock star women who you know I love, women that are pillars in their homes, marketplaces, and communities that use their strength to be difference makers. Sometimes we think people know we're not all right, but unless you open your mouth and say, hello, my name is blank and I need a squad, I am not okay, they don't know. Because you always, from an external point of view, look like you have it all together. And so... As low-bearing walls, sometimes we need to actually tell our communities and tell our tribes, I need you because we don't show signs of breakdown. And part of that is because we don't get the same luxury to break down. And so we have to be honest to articulate what we need and not wait for people to infer it. 
I have definitely learned that as an empath because often people that are wired like me, where you're already empathetic or you're intuitive, you're discerning, you can pick up on where the folks around you are. Folks with high emotional intelligence, you know, the second quadrant of emotional intelligence is interpersonal awareness. So because you are keenly aware to the dynamics or the temperature of a room or the temperature of the folks that you lead, love, and serve, you can start to believe that others are equally as in tune and they are not. Even those of us that have partners and spouses and significant others, it is very easy for us to sometimes be that way towards the person we love and them be clueless when we need the same in return. And so I'm learning to also speak up to say what we need. So do the bus stop in a different direction. Speak up for what you need. And here's the third thing. Sometimes you might need to pay for what you need. So there was a point when I started my business and I wanted to scale and grow my business that I struggled to get feedback because so many people were looking at what I had built saying, well, you're doing a great job. I have nothing to add. I remember even pitching to a room of influencers and difference makers. There were about 60 in the room. I was selected with three other entrepreneurs after going through this entrepreneurial incubation program. And we were given this space to pitch our businesses and to say what we needed. And I remember pitching and the room was crickets after I was done. And my whole little heart was felt like it was shattered in pieces. And I went up to the coordinator afterwards and I said, well, nobody said anything when I pitched and I showcased. And he said to me something that I'll never forget. He said, Shannon, they didn't say anything because it was perfect. They didn't think there was anything that they could add. And in my mind, I was like, child, if it was perfect, I wouldn't be here talking to y'all. <laughs> it was, It is not perfect. But I realized that I needed so many people can look at what I do and think that there is perfection. And I'm like, child, I'm learning, keeping my head above water, feeling straight good times in my soul about some of the things I'm working on. How could you think this is perfect? And so I realized that if I was going to grow, I might need to enlist help from someone that knew nothing about me, but was skillful at what I needed. And so I hired an executive coach. For one year, I hired an executive coach. She was a woman out of Detroit that a few other small businesses that I know have used. And she is fire. She was so helpful walking alongside of me to help me strategically think about myself as a leader and my business. Now, thankfully, I was in my W.K. Kellogg Foundation Community Leadership Network Fellowship at the time. So I was given a stipend that allowed me to pay for an executive coach. So I don't want to be remiss to not consider the fact that sometimes resources are a barrier. But that was a game changer that helped me to see myself differently. And lastly, here's the other thing for some of us. We might need to use some of our health insurance or HSA dollars to invest in a therapist, in a licensed counselor, because sometimes the type of support that we need only comes from having someone that walks alongside of us to help us sort through all of the different hats that we wear and the emotions that come with it. You are a force, and sometimes folks don't know how to support a force. And so you might need to think, what do I need? What type of support do I need? Do I, am I just looking for tribe folks to help me vent? 
Am I just looking for a community that feels safe where I get to unplug and just be? Am I looking for someone to coach, mentor, or sponsor me in my growth? Or are there some things going on behind the veil and under the hood of my soul that it would benefit me from sitting down to talk to a licensed counselor and therapist about? So whether you're driving this morning or you're sitting in the office or you're in your bed before the end of the day, take some time to really think, what do I need and what am I asking for? Because you might need a hybrid of a couple of things. But above all, just know that you are special and even low-bearing walls need support. I'm thinking of y'all and holding you close in my heart and my mind. Until next time.